Welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, on audio, anywhere that you get your podcasts, and in video format on YouTube. Today we're talking about another one of my most anticipated films of this year, that's Flora and Son. This is directed by John Carney, who, if you're not familiar with the name, has directed such great musical-style movies once kind of really put him on the map. That was his first film effort that eventually then got turned into like an actual Broadway or off-Broadway musical. He then went on to do Begin Again with Kira Knightley, Mark Ruffalo, and Adam Levine. And then his most recent film before this, Sing Street, which for my money might have been my favorite of what he's done. He's an Irish filmmaker who has this knack for telling really original, really human stories that are all centered around music and the importance that music holds for us as people, whether we admit it or not, whether we know how much of an influence it has on our lives. He is someone who, you know, he and his musical partners create such enjoyable music for a movie that feels like it belongs. It doesn't ever kind of venture into like song and dance, show tuny musical. Um, you know, there's still tons of dialogue and it feels more like, all right, you know, we're doing a little music practice, or this is how we made this song. And it's kind of more of this celebration of creating all of this kind of art as well. And so when I saw he was going to have a new movie this year, I was stoked. Because, I mean, I remember I left, what was it, South by Southwest Film Festival, maybe back in like 2015, I think. Sing Street was the last movie that I saw. And it was like a super last second I had a plane to catch in probably four hours. You know, I was like, I could squeeze in one last movie and just barely get to the airport in time to get home. And I was like, nah, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I should do it. I kind of read up more about the film. I'm like, hey, it's the guy that had done Begin Again. And I loved Begin Again. So I was like, you know what? We'll roll the dice. I watched the movie. I laughed. I cried. I've felt every incredible emotion that you feel thinking about your teenage years and just this idea of, you know, I think I really too was in a place where I'd been listening to a ton of music. I was really, I was buying CDs for my car. You know, I'm like at a point where I probably have like 150 CDs again now. Um, but I was really in a place where I needed something in music for me for a while and going back and listening to tons of my favorite artists in new ways that I'd never heard their music before got me kind of out of this depressive place that I was in or feeling. Um, and so for me, I was like, I know the effect that music can have on you. And so, I mean, watching sing street, it was like, just, you know, wiping your eyes. It's like, it's feel good. It's just amazing. So floor and sun, was something I was really looking forward to. And I just found out, that the lead actress, uh, Eve Houston, she's Bono's daughter, you know, and I get why she's not advertising that kind of like, you know, Nicolas Cage and the Coppola's there's certain thing I, you know, I get wanting to carve out your own name without using the celebrity status. And these days the internet loves to call on nepotism and nepo babies and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, for the most part, largely, I don't totally care. I'm like, you know, if you're talented, Yes, maybe you definitely had that advantage, but you know, you're talented. So at least at least you got that going. There's some Nepo babies out there who just don't do much of anything. And you're like, well, this is justified. Like you don't actually contribute anything of value to the world. 
But here, I was, you know, more than pleasantly surprised to hear how great of a voice she had and to see her kind of in what is my first film role of hers that I'm viewing. And so Florence's son is a tale of this single mother. She's kind of estranged from the uh, the father, but she lives with her son, Max. Max is like a 14-year-old, just delinquent child, always getting in trouble with the guards. And, you know, I love it even just at the start. You know, there's so much great Irish slang and UK slang in this movie, and it's just, I love it for that as well. It's just enjoyable to listen to Irish people talk. That's maybe just me part of it. It's an American thing. We love accents. I could listen to them talk all day. So Max, he's not got a lot of great outlets for his uh, creativity. You know, he's watching all his friends make rap and grime music videos. because That's kind of what's popular at the time. He's got the big puffers on. Not really sure where his place in the world is. And Flora, you know, had a baby when she was 17. And so she's been a young mom for a while. She's single again and not sure how to live her life now because, you know, is it finally time that I put myself first? You know, her dad's smoking hash, used to be in a band, not doing a whole lot now, though. So it's it's a similar John Carney story-ish to what he did with Sing Street, aspects of it, maybe loosely coming from the family dynamic, perhaps, but... Flora just really does not get along with Max. The two of them are constantly shouting and fighting. You know, they're picking things out of the trash. She's bringing things home. They're both stealing, you know, not even necessarily food sometimes, but gear, equipment, whatever. It's just, they don't have a great relationship. And Flora, one day walking home, sees a guitar kind of busted, goes and gets it fixed up. And she's like, I'm going to get him a guitar and maybe he can play some music because she's like, she loves dancing and club music. She's like, I don't know the first thing about a guitar, but maybe he would love it. It's a great way to keep him out of juvenile detention. He can learn an instrument. Bob's your uncle. Everybody's happy. Of course, he doesn't want the guitar. He's like, no, I'd rather be making beats on my laptop like kids are these days, you know, house music, club music. So I don't need the guitar. So Flora having already put, you know, 20 bucks into fixing this thing up is like, well, it's not, not going to get used. And maybe I'll go on YouTube and I'll find a way to play the guitar. And so very true to what it's actually like when you're trying to learn a new instrument, when you're learning podcasting equipment, video and recording equipment, it's like, let's go to YouTube and watch how people set their things up. Let's see the tips and tricks that they recommend. I think guitar maybe is a little harder than some of this as Flora learns. But after scrolling and scrolling, she finally comes across Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's not actually his name in the movie, but, you know, he's there. He's this guy. I think his name's John. And he's just wholesome. The way he approaches music is really fascinating to Flora. And she's kind of like, you know what? All right. It's a costly session to do these, but I kind of like this guy. And, you know, obviously she was more attracted to him than maybe the lessons themselves. But what she starts getting out of her lessons with him is this appreciation for music. What does it mean to you? Why do you want to learn it? What's the point of this? You know, what are you hoping to get out of this? You know, whether it's trying to repair her relationship with her ex, whether it's becoming closer to her son, 
finding something that they can have a common ground on and do together maybe. It's like, hey, music can be that bond. And so slowly you kind of see how her getting into her instrument there, her son Max getting into beats and making raps and all these different things, slowly both coming out of their shells and finding themselves collaborating a little more. And so, you know, kind of in the background, you've got this JGL internet relationship thing that may or may not happen. Who knows? And I won't really go further into detail with the the story. I enjoyed this movie, but I was pretty let down, if I'm being honest. Just given how much, I mean, Once truly is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Um, I would say a lot more about struggling artists and just how much that devotion to what your artwork means, what that can look like for you, how that shapes your life, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Beautiful music. But for me, I mean, Begin Again, I'm sure with Adam Levine's involvement, CeeLo Green's involvement, you had songs that were catchy, poppy, but they had some great lyrics. Kira Knightley's voice is phenomenal, and so having her kind of singing in along with this, it was great. And the way that they celebrated music, the way they put it all together in the end, was awesome. And it was this cool idea of, what if we did a studio record without the studio, and we're just going to film, and we're going to record in all the different great areas of this city. You know, there was a something... I'm just trying to think of the right word. There was some shtick that they had but they really made it work and they really turned it into something fun and with sing street you got a guy who's fallen for an older girl and he's like you know i need you to be in our music video because we have a band and after she agrees you're like well damn it we got to start a band because she agreed to be in a music video for something we don't have music for we don't have a band so let's get this rolling and these natural feelings of why you want to perform, why, you know, you want to impress this girl, you want to impress this guy, you want somebody to notice you. And the way to do that is through music and it's writing a song for somebody and it's creating something that also helps you possibly out of the situation you're in now, you know, especially in your teenage years growing up, your emotions are everywhere. And I'm obviously in adulthood too, as I'm realizing, you know, your emotions are constantly shifting. There's great days. There's bad days. But music is there to kind of help you take the day on, break these challenges. You know, and it's something that I just really, really appreciated about how they kind of spoke about or ended up showcasing in those films. I think Florid Sun is definitely the weakest entry just in terms of some of that songwriting. It feels very real in the sense that you're like, yes, I can see that this is a single mother and her son who've never made music before coming together and making something that sounds like, yeah, it sounds like someone who just started making music probably wrote this and arranged it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but this film feels like far more of a lighthearted affair than the others. It's not as concerned with kind of wrapping up all of your emotional concerns or not necessarily restoring or repairing these relationships. But I just felt like by the end, you know, for a movie that's hardly over 90 minutes as well, 
there were segments that just kind of felt like they're dragging. And then it's like, okay, conflict resolutions getting wrapped up real quick out of nowhere. It was funny and maybe more focused on being funny than any of his other films as well. Uh, so it was enjoyable. And it was, I was nice having Jack Rayner in there as the kind of deadbeat ish dad, once washed up musician. He's amazing in Sing Street. I don't know if it was just like, I want to have him in my movie again, so we're putting him in here, but he's not going to do a ton. That was a little disappointing. I just kind of felt by the end, I was not feeling nearly as emotional, as enjoyable as I could have been. I didn't think it was anything that I was like, wow, this is impressive musically, story-wise, character-wise. It just, it really fell short. Um, and I know I kind of had higher expectations given the, uh, the previous work, but I was just kind of like, it was fine. Maybe it was a short film that they stretched into a feature. I don't know how much of this was COVID related in terms of their filming, how long they got to film the budget, whatever, but it just kind of underwhelmed given the impressive catalog that John Carney's kind of already built. It's streaming on Apple TV. So if you're looking for something to watch, I'm sure you will still find something to enjoy out of it. It's definitely funnier than it is anything else. So for that reason alone, I'm sure you'll have a great time. But if anything, maybe you start with that and then you go backwards and then you watch Sing Street and begin again at once. And you're like, okay, you know what? I get what the big deal about this guy is because he is incredibly talented. I think here he just kind of missed the mark. So now I'm like, for anybody who loves movies, music, anything kind of like that, shoes, whatever it is, you know, we're in the waiting period now. I feel like sometimes I measure my life in terms of years or movies, or it was like, okay, the last time I saw his movie was this film festival. It was 2018. I was doing this. I can totally remember where it was. So now it's like, all right, it's 2023. We finally got a new movie. It was fine. And we're just going to buckle down and we're going to wait for what comes next. And that's the worst part is waiting, like waiting for Dune 2 now, even longer. We got to do it, unfortunately. And I just hope next time that it's kind of more, more aligned with what we're hoping for and maybe more so of what that director's original visions and intents were. It's time and things get away from us as we know. But Flora and Son, I think you'll get a laugh. But go watch the other works first or after. Either way, it's just important that you do. Sing Street's gotta be the one. Begin Again would be a close second in my heart. Thanks again, as always, for tuning and listening in. Make sure to follow NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube for all your latest movie news and reviews. It's always a pleasure, and we'll catch you next time.